Send all of your stupid owl stories to why do you know that pod at gmail.com. It's the history of languages this week on why do you know that? Welcome to Why Do You Know That, the party podcast that wants to know why you know so much about a very specific topic. I'm Nadia Osman. I'm Steve Slaga. Hi, Steve. Hi, Nadia. How you doing? Good. Um, I might, I will have to get up in the middle of this uh, just to stir my sauce because, um, well, yesterday was my birthday. You know, yesterday, Tuesday? May yes. That was Happy my birthday. Happy birthday, Mr. Steve Schlager. That's my interpretation of the Marilyn Kennedy thing. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you sing it like that, we know. If you sing it slow and as if you're trying to fuck somebody, and yeah. i not trying to fuck you, obviously, but and like... It sounded like you were. <laughs> only in, Only vocally. Uh, but yes, I'm making pasta sauce to have spaghetti on my birthday. And we right now we are in a uh, time uh, loop where I am making sauce for my birthday that happened yesterday. <laughs> if you want to wish Steve a happy birthday, Too late. you can do so on social media and you can just say, sorry, I'm late, but happy birthday. Thank you. And you can send along a favorite gif of Steve himself. I have a few. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I know. Um, I feel like I have not. You know what? I've been cooking some, baking some. I finally got all the ingredients to hopefully make a key lime pie. Like Whoa. that's my next big like. Hopefully, I get to do this kind of thing. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, because well, what happened the first time is I fucked up. And I didn't have sweetened condensed milk. I had evaporated milk, so I had to like cook it down to try and add a bunch of sugar. And I was like, okay, this should work. And instead what happened is as I was stirring a bunch of ingredients in the uh, uh, pot or whatever, the, the bowl spilled over in the sink and I lost like most of what would be the filling of the key lime uh. pie. So instead what I ended up with was just like a bunch of baked graham cracker crumbles. They were not bad. They tasted pretty good, but it was not a key lime pie. It was just like a mishmash. So instead, I'm like, you know what? You need to expand your interests. You need to figure out other things that you can be doing besides baking and cooking as much as I love it. How about learning a language? Oh, okay. I've been on Duolingo. Good for you. Practicing Arabic. I haven't. That green I- owl has reminded me every day. When did I go to Rome? Two years ago? That green <laughs> owl has reminded me every day for two years that it's time to practice. And sometimes... And it's told it's- <laughs> you how like, sad it is. No, he never says he's sad. He says, a gr- sometimes he says, great job. Keep it up today. What? You're- sometimes you'll be like, you're doing Even great. Even though you haven't... Even though you haven't practiced. Nope. Got to Italy, found out that uh, you only needed very basic, if that, of Italian, and uh, gave up on Duolingo. <laughs> Everybody's coming to my language. What am I saying? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wonder what the history of these languages might be. What? Like, what history connects of them language? all together? Oh, Be-do, gosh. Be-do, be-do, be-do. That's a second alert going off. Let me bring in our guest. 
You know her as a writer and actor for Powerpuff Girls slash Kid on Earth and the host of the podcast Godzilla vs. Podcast Zero. Please welcome Haley Mancini. Yay! Hello. I, I yayed myself. That's someone's <laughs> got to. Yeah. Yeah, you're just being confident. If a white man did that in any other room, no one would bat an eye. Well, I That's just want to true. remind everybody. Uh, my Aunt Marianne, uh, her senior year of high school, she was on homecoming court and Ooh. she did not vote for herself and she tied because she didn't vote for herself and then she lost the runoff. So <gasps> always vote for yourself, always cheer for yourself, always congratulate yourself oh because God. you need to tell other people that you're worth cheering for. That's good. T-shirt. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my God. I'm always going to vote for myself then. Yes. Yes. I told her that recently. She was in town and we were at California Pizza Kitchen at Halloween, Halloween, Hollywood and Highland. And I told her that story and she was basically like, I don't remember that. <laughs> She's like, I don't think that actually happened. Yeah. She's like, I, I would never vote for myself. Tacky, never. tacky. The sad, tacky. I feel like my lesson about it was that was tacky. <laughs> um, <laughs> Happy birthday, Slaga. Thank you. I also, I feel that if the Duolingo owl was telling you great job that, and you weren't doing it, this is, it's clearly sarcasm. Oh. It's coming in and going, great job. Fair. Way to keep uh, up on uh, it. Do you I guys mean, think that the Duolingo <laughs> owl and the owl from the Tootsie Pop commercials hang out and complain about the people that use their products? Um, Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I don't know enough about Duolingo Owl's, like, personality or, like, how he kind of <laughs> yeah, composes himself. You haven't spent any time with him. Exactly. <laughs> and whereas Tootsie Pop Owl, we know, we know that he's trying to, to be helpful and knowledgeable, but also has terrible impulse control. Yeah, um, but They're also both- Duolingo is texting me every day, so maybe there's some terrible impulse control there. I feel like they're both very professorial, and yet have very distinct personalities. Like the That's Tootsie true. Pop one is very old school professor with a tweed jacket with the patches on the elbows, right? Like the like the Animal Crossing uh, owl as well. Yes, oh, yes. Blathers. Oh, yes, Blathers also. <laughs> blathers. Go, go listen to our Zach Reno episode. You can hear me go Blathers. Because <laughs> I had no idea what he was, but like the those three owls all hang out. They all teach at the same college, and I feel like the Duolingo owl is maybe a little bit more like that. Um, like the kind of teacher that's still in college has like motivational posters in their classroom. Oh yeah. Like yeah, has, he's a little younger and hipper. Yeah. He's got like something in like an Instagram cursive font that says like reckless encouragement. <laughs> Live dangerously. Yeah, Love exactly. dangerously. <laughs> Dance dangerously. <laughs> exactly. That's um, like the impression I get from him. Nadia, can you tell me of a <laughs> You tell me of a cartoon owl that does not feel professorial to you. Um, yeah, where's the, where's the dumb owls? Yeah, tell me a dumb. <laughs> tell me a real dumb fuck of an owl. Is that wait? There's owl from Winnie the Pooh. No, he was very. He was supposed to be kind of wise and elderly, wasn't he? Um, yeah. Shit! How many cartoon owls are there? Uh, Bambi. I've lost that. Oh yeah. Okay. Wait, does Bambi have an owl? He did, there is an owl in Bambi, and he basically gives him love advice, and it's advice. very weird. Sounds like a teacher. Um, There's an owl in Bambi that gives love advice? 
Are you thinking yeah, of the skunk or the rabbit? No, 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 no. The skunk and the rabbit are his buds. There's an owl later because Bambi gets a crush on a girl. And the owl is like, ah, young kids in love. And they're like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, let me tell you about falling in love. And it's real weird. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, there's got to be some dumb owls out there. Tweet us your dumb owls. At, yeah. uh, <laughs> why do you know pod? Why do you know pod at Twitter on Twitter? And why do you know that pod on Instagram? Because we were a pair of dumb owls and didn't get the same easy access user at username for both of our accounts. Anyway. <laughs> oh, that's why. Yeah, that's oh. why. <laughs> Yeah, that's why. Not because Steve and I are morons, but because of these dumb owls. Uh, <laughs> fucking dumb owls, owls didn't help us. Um, so, the history of languages, speaking yes. of professorial topics, Haley, why do you know that? I, okay, so I know a lot about languages because I pick up languages very fast. And I never really realized why I was able to do that so fast, but it was like I was the person that studied abroad and then came back and was straight up fluent in like, I went, I studied abroad in Madrid and then I was fluent when I came back and like, because guys, guess what happened? Guess what my first television program was that I got to act in friends. (laughs) (laughs) Did you think I'm that old? No, you could have been Monica's baby. You're right. I was. Mo- I played Monica's baby, and I only cried in Spanish. I was on Doce Corazones, the game show on. I think it's on Univision or Telemundo. I can't remember which one. And uh, Jill Gane, I won. <laughs> I won. What? Yeah, I got paired with this guy. I mean, it's all kind of—it was all kind of rigged and everything. But uh, if you don't do it, do you guys know what Doce Corazones is? Mm-mm. And so it means twelve hearts, and it's basically like a love a ma- ma- matchmaking game show where they also talk about astrology. <laughs> Good. And so yeah, so like the guys and the girls sit on opposite sides in like similarly skimpy outfits and they kind of get paired based on answering these questions. And then a guy, like a, a guy with like a crystal ball <laughs> comes out every once in a while and is like, gives a horoscope. And he's like, hmm, Leo. <laughs> and he like has the crystal ball and he's like, is this for Leo? <laughs> I mean, can I find so, it on YouTube? Yeah, or, you can find or a stream it. Can I stream it? You can't. Oh, can you stream it? I don't know. You can find the old ones on YouTube, and I have tried to find mine though. But it was it. It seemed to be right before. It, like it, I think I moved here in 2007, and it was like that year, and that was the year before YouTube started. So mm. it definitely. I don't know if mine has just gone into the ether, but I would also. But then, I I had a I'd had to turn on several Spanish shows after that, because uh, I was on uh, I was on Secretos, which is Cheaters. It's like the Spanish version of Cheaters. But it's all rigged because after Joey Greco got stabbed, you guys remember that? Joey yes. Greco. <laughs> so then both the English and the Spanish one then became like written. 
um, because, <laughs> because Joey Greco got stabbed. <laughs> I, mean, I love that you were on a dating game show in Espanol uh, and then also cheaters in Espanol. Oh, yeah. I was la otra mujer. <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I was the other woman and it was like he took, like, they had to, you know, fake CCTV me, like hidden camera me at places. And it was like, we went to like a used car lot and he was like buying me a crappy used car. And she's like, the lady's like, and then, and then at the end she pushed me into a pool. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Both of of us. She pushed both of us into a pool and we were like, Oh <laughs> oh my god. That sounds great. Uh, I'll watch. It was great. I know. I tried to find yeah. that too. Honestly, I want to watch a I I honestly want to watch an English version of this astrology matchmaking show. I think they may have an English version or at least they have a subtitled version on YouTube, but it's ridiculous. It's it is it's the most like Spanish American television show. Like it's, it's just perfect. Like the height of Univision, the height of Telemundo sort of thing. Um, right. But yeah, it was like super nice. Cause that was like all my first gigs. And so then they, and they were super nice and they like gave me, I got like $200. I mean, nice, when you're nice. first in LA, that is. Oh yeah. I was like, holy crap. Like when uh, I won Doce Corazones, they were like, you can have the date or you can have 200 bucks each. And we were both like 200. Bucks, yeah. please for real. <laughs> <laughs> and I was uh, on some show in Spain, uh, but it was like right when I had gotten there, and I uh, didn't. My English or my Spanish was terrible. My English was also terrible. Doing my best. I'm a dumb owl. Uh, but they they but exist. I'm sure for an audio, they exist. <laughs> so you said that you went abroad in Madrid, so you yes. picked up Spanish fairly quickly. What other languages have you been able to pick up so quickly? I then I and and when I was little, my mom had taught me a little bit of French, and it stuck. And to the point that when I've gone to France and I've like spent, I there's like a some weird switch in my brain that once I get there and have spent a little time there, all of it, like from when I was really little, and I bet this happens to people that learn languages when they're really little and forgotten. Cause like after a couple of days, it just starts like weirdly, it's like your brain is like, Oh, I remember those files. They're in the basement. <laughs> and they like come bring them back up. And like, I can kind of get around in, and it's very weird, but I went to boom, Chicago and Amsterdam to go perform. Oh, that's right. Yeah, remember that? It was gone for like two years or whatever. Yeah, I forgot um, about you. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. Bye, bitch. <laughs> it's all right. It was, it was important. It was during my slutty phase. I needed to get out of the country. <laughs> so then... La, la mujer. Um, la otra mujer. Could, yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's right. Oh, no, the, my other, I reprised the role of other mirror. <laughs> uh, the yeah, I I went to the Netherlands and I learned a, a really solid amount of Dutch. I mean, not not incredible, but um, uh, because my show our shows were in English and everything. But for the amount of time that I was there and for the amount of time that I wasn't necessarily super interacting with Dutch people, I picked up like 
some of the other actors, they were like, yeah, you picked up more than me and I've been here like 10 years. So I have kind of this, I have kind of a, a, a brain for it. And part of it, and, and weirdly, I learned really well out of like those, those workbooks because as soon as I can, if I can figure out the pattern of the language, then I'm, I, I can really start to work on it. Like I can, I can really get into it. And so I'm starting to learn Japanese now. So, okay. So you speak, in addition to English, you speak Spanish, you speak a bit of Dutch, a bit of French. And more, more than a bit of Dutch, more than a bit of Dutch. I'm like, probably okay. like middle intermediate Dutch, but mm-hmm. like, like a little French. Yeah. That's uh, wild. Steve do, <laughs> Steve, do you know any languages? I know you took French in high school. Did I not just answer your question? <laughs> Um, yeah, I would say what's fascinating to me about Haley is I feel like I have uh, almost like the opposite brain, like in terms of like, like my brain works in a way where I remember every lyric to every song that played (gasps) while I worked at Best Buy in 1999. I could probably (laughs) recite all of Pink by Aerosmith to you or Evan and Sharon, Crazy for This Girl. Um, I don't, I have a brain that can just like store just nonsense like that. But like you're talking about uh, finding the pattern or being able like that. My brain doesn't do that. So I can't, I can't pick up a language that easily Aha. because I, I can't find, I don't, I don't see those. Here's an interesting, an interesting thing is that I'm also, I'm, I have synesthesia. So you guys know what that is? Uh, sound and it's, it's like where you feel, you feel more than, it can be multiple combos. So it's okay. like you can, you basically experience uh, more than one sense when you're doing, when you're doing something that should be just using one sense. So mm. like oh. I have, uh, like Nadia, I, I've directed Nadia's uh, sketch team and it's like, I, you may have noticed that I have like a weird, like sometimes I'll say like, this feels like, it, like if, you know, it feels like it needs more. Like I, I have, I do by touch on a lot of, on like text stuff. Like I feel text. Oh. It has different colors to me. Um, even if it's just black or white and, and for the record, <laughs> I didn't know this was a thing and I didn't know not everybody had it until two years ago <laughs> when somebody, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> when I was on last kids on earth and we were breaking a story on the board and I was like, well, my issue is that I was like saying something about like, I was like, my issue is that the pink storyline needs more motivation. And, and like, everyone was like, what are you talking about? I was like the pink story. And I like went through three times and then the guy next to me, my buddy, Josh, he was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so weird. And I never realized. No, it's weird. It's okay to say it. <laughs> what a freak. How do you live God. With <laughs> Shit, that's fucking weird. <laughs> wow, so like um that's so that's fascinating to me. I'm jealous of people with uh with with conditions like that cuz I want a brain that does something different. I have a stupid you have, normal You brain. know all the, no I I don't think there's anything normal about knowing lyrics to every song and I don't know lyrics to any song. I okay. get all the lyrics wrong at all times. I think every lyric is incorrect. <laughs> I, or like I, the what I the way I think lyrics are multiple people have stopped me and been like, "I'm sorry, what did you think that lyrics?" <laughs> and I like say it and they're like what? Like I thought some Judas Priest song was like, he was like radar or I, I was like, I thought he was saying like 
jungle love or something like that. And he was saying, not even close. I don't even remember what the real lyric's supposed to be because it, I was so far off. It wasn't even the same vowel sounds. <laughs> that, you probably have a hard time with Christian or Sister Christian too. You probably think they're saying Motor Ann because that's what I used to think they were saying. Motor Ann. <laughs> What's your price for flight? Yeah. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, finally. You're doing it. <laughs> She's uh, growing. What did I think? Oh, and okay, this is a newer band, but uh, I turn on the radio and then I realized this band was Imagine Dragons, and this is like their big breakout song. And what they're saying is radioactive, radioactive. And I thought they were saying, ready to rock, dude, ready to rock, dude. <laughs> and I was like, who announces they're ready to rock? That seems like the so most funny. least rock thing you could do. Um, That's so good. I thought Blank Space by Taylor Swift had, she was like, all my Starbucks lovers. (laughs) What's a Starbucks lover? I I I guess a lover you met at Starbucks. Is it someone? Did you meet them at Starbucks and take them home? Or is the love at Starbucks? Oh, I think it's at Starbucks. Or do you love Starbucks? I didn't, I never even thought of it as somebody who loves Starbucks. I immediately think it's a, a Starbucks lover. Like, no, not I like, like you. I think it's, it's a, a lover. Yes. Uh, it's, it's a person, it's your lover. Yes. And their qualifiers, they are a Starbucks lover. Also, yes. not, not they love Starbucks. And no. I committed to thinking that this is what it was to the point where I was like, no, no, she's trying to communicate that it's like, coming and going like you know mm-hmm. fast to you know, oh, starbucks yeah. and it was like a long list of ex-lovers <laughs> yeah. uh, little john has the song windows to the walls mm-hmm. so my famous one is when he goes Oh, skeet, skeet, motherfuckers. Oh, ske- I thought he was saying the house, keys, keys, motherfuckers. The house, keys, keys, keys. I got the house, keys, keys, because he's got the keys so we can go into the house and party from the windows to the walls. <laughs> this logic is flawless. Thank you. It's so incorrect. It's... <laughs> We have to we have to email Lil John at once. <laughs> he might be listening. Yeah. Lil John, why do you know that pod at gmail.com? Yeah, Mr. John. Dear Mr. John, also, I found it extremely offensive, Salaga, that you called him Little John. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Robin Hood? <laughs> you can, you can put the T in say there. Little John. You did. Uh, <laughs> Little John. I don't know if our listeners know, but I am very, very white. <laughs> Mr. John was my father. Call me Little. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, little, little. <laughs> it's a sign that language is evolving. It go. is. Yes, there say. we go. Back, back to this, back to this. So, <laughs> so, 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 so you know a bunch of things. That, so I realized. Uh, in part because you're sin, sin, how do you say it? Sin, synesthesia. Synesthesia. And apparently you should like say, I guess there's synesthetes or something. I don't know. I think that's okay. like, I, I, well, that actually points to another thing, which is like the English language is always evolving. So it's like a lot of stuff is arguable at all times. So anyway, I figured out that because I, I like, and I learned so much Dutch from, um, I, I, I learned really fast and, and in weird ways where it was like, I, when I was in the Netherlands, I picked up my Dutch <laughs> 
by going to the gym and watching MTV because they keep the, they keep the show in English, but then they subtitle it in Dutch. So I learned all my, and, but, and then all of those shows are pretty like simple, like a great starter Dutch because it's like cribs. Okay. You're going to learn all about a house. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you learn How do you say where the magic happens? Var is the magic. Var is the magic air gedud. Sexy. That's probably like technic that might be a little off. It's like it might be pigeon Dutch, which is Perfect I'm gonna t- I'm gonna talk about uh later. But the um uh that they're and then also, I learned all of the pregnancy words because 16 and pregnant was always on. So, 16 and stronger. So, I learned, like, you, I started picking up a lot just, just from that. And it's like, because, oh, so, and, they, and that's how the Dutch people learn. You know, they speak, like, four languages. Like, I'm, I'm mildly impressive for an American, but they grow up speaking, like, four languages. So, I became interested in why I'm able to kind of sponge that stuff so well. And I realized that I was like, well, I'm a math, I'm a math person. So yes, I started thinking about the patterns and I realized, well, if I can capitalize on this and like kind of learn how the languages happened, then I can kind of logic my way into understanding more and more structures. So I started like really learning about the history of languages and and it is crazy fascinating so it became one of those things where it's like now it's my now it's like my hobby interest where i like read everything i can about it and that sort of thing so i'm not a linguistics expert or professor but i am a layman that is more knowledgeable than the average layman does that make sense yeah mm-hmm. because you know nobody trying to gets hack on the, the system case. yeah hacking the system which is oh which by the way this is this is Jeff, my boyfriend's theory on this is we found out that my grandpa went into World War II a private and and, and he came out a major. And Whoa. um how? Yeah. Uh well we I know he tested into intelligence and that's all I know. So we think that maybe he had something to do with because he would always do like code breaking stuff with me in the paper. There was always like a little code thingy that you could break together. And and I would always do it with him and I loved doing it. And he also picked up languages fast. And now we're kind of thinking maybe he was doing something with that and that maybe I kind of have a similar brain where I'm just like, it goes with this and it goes with this and it goes with that. So that might be, that might be why. But for me, as long as I kind of understand the logic behind it, I like never forget things. It's like, if, I, if you yeah. tell me why, which I feel like is most people, right? That family connection makes a lot of sense to me. On, on my side yeah. of the family, like no one is musically inclined except me. And then it turns out that my grandmother's sister was like really great at piano and a fantastic singer. And apparently it's this weird like genetic thing where I'm like, no one else is because normally it's like, I know some people where it's like, both of my parents are musicians. Of course I'm great at music. Like you, you get that passed down to you or, you know, whenever you have like parents that are both creative or encourage that kind of creativity in their kid. But like, I had none of that. So then my interest in piano came as a sudden shocking surprise to my parents who were like, she wants to do the music. She likes, I didn't know that you played piano. Nobody. Not very well. (laughs) (laughs) Because I stopped when I was uh, way too, like, 
I, pl- I, it would take a minute for me to get back into it. And it would take a second for me to remember how to sight read. But it's kind of like with a language where it's like music similar, mm-hmm. where you go, oh, I know this. You just maybe are out of practice. A hundred percent. And that's, I grew up playing piano as well. And I kind of stopped lessons around 13 and just started playing for, playing for myself because it was like, okay, I can sight read enough. I'm never going to be like writing music or doing anything fancy. But like, yeah, absolutely. You, you kind of get that. And then, and then you can carry it with you. And so then I started like looking into, and, oh, and I also, I spend all my money on travel. So then I also like to ask people about what their experiences with learning English, because it's the, I love doing that because it also tells you. And so if you are learning languages, you really should do this. Ask them what they find the hardest things are with English. What are the easiest things? Because almost always there's a, that a really clear link for you then to understand their language. Yes. In reverse. Oh. Yeah. So like I, I asked yeah. my dad this cause here's the thing. So oh yeah, cause your dad speaks Arabic, right? Yes. Cause my dad's Egyptian and he, the reason he didn't teach me Arabic when I was a kid is one, he was stressed out Two, my house was hell. And three, he, I think is just like a guy who's a bad teacher. He's not good at teaching people things. Like I love him, but he would try to like sit me down on the couch and then just be like, okay, we're going to go over the alphabet here, the 28 letters. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And it just like, didn't make any sense. I was right. eight. I didn't want to be there. I wanted to be played as opposed to if he had just spoken it naturally in the house, right. then I would be a fluent speaker. So I, you know, told him I'm learning and occasionally I'll ask him questions. And he said, you know, well, you know, what have you learned? And then I was explaining something to him. And then I said, the hardest thing for me right now is the fact that in Arabic and in other languages, if I remember right, in English, you would say the adjective and then the noun. So I would say Mm -hmm. Steve's fantastic handkerchief. Mm. Right. Oh, which one? <laughs> I have a bandana oh and a face God. mask. On. Right. So, wow. but in Arabic, you would say, Steve, handkerchief fantastic. Right. Like, yes. Just feels like I'm fucking it up. And then, if I want to take it one step further, Steve has a fantastic handkerchief becomes has Steve handkerchief fantastic. And I just feel my brain explodes. And I'm That's like, the- ow. And that's so, so what do you see in your head when you, here's a question. What do you see in your head when you get that reversed? Oh, it feel, hmm, I don't know if it feels anything specifically, but like what I see is like little arrows switching the words and panicking. Like, no, it's wrong. (laughs) I see like a third grade chalkboard in my mind. I see a third grade chalkboard, like past, like figuring out the, uh, what are those called? Like the participle and like, yes. Oh, that's so so, like the grammar breakdown. Yes. I see that. For me, I see little, I just see slots and I see like different colored cubes go into each one. What? Yes. Crazy. I love that though. That's a fun game. You should make like a mobile game out of that. (laughs) I know I should, right? Like I always see like if I I have to think about it, but if I see nouns, nouns are blue, verbs are pink. So it just moves around. So for me, it just goes like, it's almost like it goes clunk, 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 clunk. No wonder it's easier. It's all black and white text for me and Steve. Steve's is a chalk. Mine's um, on a whiteboard at least. chalk and someone wrote his name on the board and put three check marks. Mine <laughs> and circled it. I have to go home early. Miss Jewel doesn't let me stay. I hate Wayside School. <laughs> um, Nadia, your dad's first generation? Yes. 
my grandma, it was 100% Italian. Both my grandparents were. My grandma came over on a boat um, and she refused to speak Italian around the house or go places and speak Italian. Yeah. It was very important to her that all of her kids learn English. That's because our, our generation enjoys our cultural diversity. But like at that time too, especially being, I'm Italian, obviously Mancini, but like they were, everybody hated the Italians. Mm -hmm. we, were, we were coming in en masse. And so, yeah, there is just a really like, look, assimilate as fast as you can. And, da -da 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 -da. and now of course we're like, Oh man, I would, because if you can speak Italian, you can basically speak Spanish and Portuguese and mm -hmm. understand French, at least on the paper. But it's like that, yeah, it's, it's, we accidentally, them trying to do the best thing. Yeah. It, it ended up accidentally screwing, the, <laughs> screwing yeah. their kids. I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of the reason that my dad just had us learn English is so that we would know it. I also think a lot of it, at least in my house, had to do with the fact that to really teach Arabic, which is one of the harder languages. Yeah. Certainly because of the characters and the alphabet and the way things are, everything about it. Um, the color slots. Yeah, The color <laughs> slots are... It's, it's not blue, mauve. it's teal. <laughs> <laughs> it's teal, it's mauve, it's a daffodil, it's different than buttercream. Um, but like, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that for me to go to Arabic school, like I, I grew up in a really Asian neighborhood, so I had a lot of friends that went to Chinese school on the weekends, went to Korean ah. school that like, so they were getting it at home, but then they were learning like the written portion outside of school. For me to go to Arabic school is basically the equivalent of going to Islamic school. And right. there was a bit of a contentious fight over how uh, me and my sister will be raised. So I oh, wasn't right. necessarily raised Muslim and I wasn't really Catholic either. So as a result, I didn't go because it would have been, I think a whole other layer on top it of it. It would have been else. like too much in one direction that yes. caused discomfort for the other parent. Nadia. Right, exactly. So, yeah. Nadia, what do you want to know about Catholicism? I'll tell you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confirmed. Uh, catechism up through eighth grade. I'm confirmed. I've been oh in wedding. I, tell me what I you want to know. I definitely wasn't confirmed because I remember going to mass at one point and I was like getting ready to go up there and my grandmother was like, sit down. <laughs> oh yeah, you haven't been confirmed. You are I, not allowed to get the blood of Christ. I, you I haven't knew. earned. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> I knew and I went anyway. <gasps> Yeah. Ooh. What yeah, color was the what color was the wafer? The color was the wafer. What color was the taste of the wafer? Oh, what color was the taste of the wafer? Victory. Pure victory. <laughs> so, 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 so according to this linguistics professor at the University of Chicago, I fucked that up. I'm going to start that over. <clears throat> so according to this linguistics professor at the University of Chicago, Latin is the world's first recorded global language, which mm -hmm. got carried across by uh, soldiers in Europe and then into the Roman Empire. Right. Do you, do you subscribe to the idea that there was a global language before that? I know there's sort of like the Tower of Babylon theory. Well, not theory, but like story, I should say. Boy, I mean, I feel like it's always from, I, and again, like I'm a, I'm a hobbyist in this, so that I'm sure if there's a linguist listening, they're going to be like, this bitch. But <laughs> it's a salon but, atmosphere. <laughs> it's a salon I, atmosphere. I'm doing my best. But they, I think, no, I think there was probably divergent evolution. I think there was probably people figuring out languages at the same time, but there were giant roots of 
uh, different pockets of language. So there's like the Proto-Indo-European language, uh, which is, that's where Latin, Latin comes from the Proto-Indo-European language, but also both Hindi, Norwegian, (laughs) and, uh, and uh, Persian come from Proto-Indo-European. So they all have this same root, which is bananas. Um, and they, do you guys know how they figured out that they have the same root? So you no, have like, so, no so literally English, all Germanic languages, all Romance languages, and like Hindi have the same root. And the reason that they were able to figure out, they were like, well, where we, they were able to figure out that there's consistencies in the roots of different words. Um, so even though these like this diaspora of how far these like languages had traveled and become their own thing, they still had similar roots. So the world's not as big as you think. And then to, to figure out where it came from, they were able to trace it to like the Eurasian Russian steppes because all of those languages have the same similar roots for horse, wheel, and grass. Uh, weird. Yeah, not weird, that makes oh. sense. What? Well, not not weird. <laughs> Freaks. Oh, in- <laughs> oh, fucked up. <laughs> I want them all to have different horse words. <laughs> no, that they had the same root, and so then they they all tr- they figured that they kind of traveled from there, but they all have very different. There's nothing in common with their words for palm tree, sand, all that stuff. So that's how they were able to figure out geographically. It had to, like, that's how they were able to narrow it down and narrow it down and narrow it down. Like a big game of Guess Who. Remember Guess Who? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. The man with the mustache. My nephew's nephew's obsessed. (laughs) (laughs) God, that game was, like, super fun. Just just to be like, turn down all the things. Uh, I played it recently. It the it really hasn't changed that much. Uh, and also, never pick somebody with a hat because once they ask if you have a hat and you say yes, you have just reduced yourself to one of four people. Holy never shit, pick a person with a hat and guess who? You're running on borrowed time. <laughs> you I are. Mean, <laughs> I, I honestly like the idea of never pick a person with a hat as just like a life advice. In general, advice. yeah. yeah What's going on under there? Yeah. yeah what, are you, what secrets are you hiding? An owl. <laughs> <laughs> and then you lift that hat and that owl comes out and says, Duh. <laughs> uh, There must have been one of the owls from Gahul had to be stupid, right? Oh, yes! I forgot about the owls of Gahul. One of those was on. stupid. Talk about a language that nobody understood until the, the VO of the trailer guy kept going oh, really Gahul. like yeah, I, there's cool. no way you could pronounce that just reading cool. it off of the poster theaters <laughs> october whatever again norwegian icelandic same root as urdu hindi so, <laughs> so you have like, so you have proto-indo-european yes and then you have proto-germanic yeah it, well no it, germanic was under proto-indo-european okay so, so like all of the romance languages, all of all of like Persian and and all the uh, Germanic languages come from Proto-Indo-European, even okay. though the, the root is very faint. So it's like saying you're really good with romance languages, like you still couldn't just jump over and like do like a Germanic language would be pretty tough. Right. Um, it's just that these people that dedicated their lives to it were able to figure out that at the very very crux of it, there's 
certain traits that they have in common, like, Mm -hmm. you know, consonant, vowel, consonant sounds like that sort of thing. And that's, that's how they were able to kind of like derive all of this stuff. And so it's, it's really interesting because then it also, the more I read about this kind of stuff, the more I realized that I like, I'm a, I'm a reformed grammar Nazi (laughs) after learning about all this stuff, because I used to love correct, correcting people in their grammar. And then I, I did one of those, uh, one of the linguistics things I chased down. It was like one of the great courses, the history of language, which by the way, is like on Audible or whatever. It's awesome. It's a really good, like, you know, workout, listen to something. Ooh, now's the um, time. Now's the time. You know what? Better yourself and expand your brain. Um, <laughs> For when we can travel, you'll be ready. You'll be ready. <laughs> but the, uh, the thing that he was going over, um, uh, Sorry, wait, I'm trying to remember what I was saying. Uh, this man who is teaching the course, the, uh, uh, oh yeah. Okay. Now I remember. Sorry. Um, so in that thing, he goes through like a couple lessons on Creole and like pidgin English and stuff like that. And he basically talks about how your brain will close any gap on fumbles in the language when you're talking to somebody who's like English as a second language, if they're really, if they're speaking well, like if they know most of the words, your brain doesn't even, and and you can think about it. Think about the last time you spoke to somebody as like English as a second language. It's probably hard to remember when, but it probably happened like yesterday because your brain just closes the gaps. So if they're like, I go over here, you're not like you, may you go over there, you know, like you're not. And so, and so it's like, because as long as it's communicated, your brain has decided that it works. So if you're being an asshole and trying to correct someone all the time, you're actually just going against the simplicity that your brain has worked out that's like in your favor. And no matter what you do, I mean, really, when you learn another language, uh, that's the other thing is like when I learned Spanish is like, no, no matter how good I am, I learned my, my, I learned my Spanish in Spain. Then I had to get used to the uh, lingo, like the more Mexican-American slang here. And then I dated a Chilean guy for a year and a half. And they are basically the equivalent of the Scottish of Spanish speakers, where it's like, you know how if you talk to somebody that's Scottish, you're like, I don't even understand you. I don't know what the fuck you're saying. Right. (laughs) And we've all seen Brave. (laughs) Two hours of (laughs) gibberish. Two hours of gibberish. (laughs) Meredith. You've got to go and and marry a man. Ah, that's my version. That's brave in a nutshell. Meredith, yeah, mother's a bear, Meredith. Ah, yeah, yeah, and then Frank Ferguson going. Oh, that's that movie was. That's Pixar's brave. Yeah, that's Pixar. For you. (laughs) We did it. That one in quarantine. Here's the trailer. Ah. Dad and her going, I don't want to, mother. I want to I want what does she do? I want to be an archer. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't want I don't want to be a (laughs) I'm trying to I'm doing like Scrooge. Scrooge McDuck. (laughs) Scrooge McDuck is where is our base. I want to be a (laughs) bat. That's where we start to go Scottish. We start with our uh, with our uh, Scrooge McDuck base, <laughs> and we build up that. Yeah, That's, exactly. So, so as a result, you're having to learn Spanish, but like the variations on Spanish, 
become even more difficult as you go into various regions and various other dialects, etc. Super difficult. It was, uh, and and it was funny because I have a really good friend from college that she she's from Colombia, and she was like. I told her about the first time I went down and, and visited him with his family who like they live, they have a, a ranch. And so they have like country, like more country accent even. And when I first went down there and, and they started, I started talking to them. I was like, Oh my God, what happened? I, have I just forgotten all my Spanish? I, I didn't understand them. And then Jorge had to be like, Castellano, Castellano. Like he had to be like, use Castilian Spanish. And then they would like mm. use proper Spanish. And then I could understand them, but they, cause they use, so much slang. And I told my Col- Colombian friend, I was like, I had so much trouble understanding them. I'm like really embarrassed. And she's like, I'm from Colombia and I can't understand Chileans. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. Okay. I feel a little bit better about it, but yeah. Cause they all just, it's, you know, I mean, think about being a, English as a second language speaker and then going to like the deep South. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good fucking luck. And I don't even know. I, I don't even know what my, Spanish accent sounds like now, but I do know that I, so I went to Japan in November with my sister-in-law who's from uh, Nagasaki. Um, and she, she was like, anytime you want to go back, we'll, we'll go back. And I said, I would like to go back for Godzilla's birthday <laughs> on November 3rd. So that's what I did. Uh, and we got, by the way, Toho studios gave us press passes. We got to do the whole experience it was amazing um yeah and i got to meet my uh my brother-in-law which was very cool um but godzilla (laughs) no godzilla's brother Uh, (laughs) and guiris that's a little joke for the godzilla fans out there (laughs) please godzilla was my brother (laughs) call me That's the bad callback. Anyway, you're in Japan. You call me Lil John. <laughs> there it is. There it is. All right. Got it. Got, Got it. it. So, so now it took me to a ryokan, which is like a traditional Japanese um, hotel at, mm-hmm. next to Mount Fuji. And we went to, they have the, uh, the hot springs, like the natural hot springs are like part of the hotel. And we went down and there was these people from Brazil that were very confused going in because like they couldn't read any of the things and they just probably had somebody book them this thing. And, um, although they were, I think they were, uh, Japanese descended, but they were Brazilian, which is like, uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's a very high population of Chinese descendants that live in Brazil and a very high population of Japanese descendants that live in Brazil. Something I just learned. So anyway, they they didn't speak any Japanese, but everybody's trying to speak Japanese at them, <laughs> and they're just they only speak Portuguese, and uh, and I'm trying to, and I can tell that they're having trouble figuring out like where to put their slippers and all that stuff. So I was like, okay, I'll just do it in Spanish, and I'm sure they'll understand it because Portuguese and Spanish is, pr- I mean, like honestly, if people speak slow enough, you can you can figure each other, figure it out, um, and. So I explained to them what to do. And then the guy's like, oh, are you from Chile? And I was like, wait, what happened? Because people are like, what happened to my accent? So apparently somewhere along the on the line, I thought my accent was very, I thought it was neutral to begin with. Jorge would tell me it was super Spanish. Then by the time that we went our separate ways, and we're still good friends, he told me my accent was very neutral, is what he said, very neutral. And then I found out that that man loaded me full of a Chilean accent. (laughs) So, because I don't know. I have no idea how I sounded the other language. Right. Like, I just am trying to put put the words together and make it happen. He's lucky you're still friends with him. 
Yeah, he is lucky. <laughs> if you're listening, Jorge, which I know you're not because you're on a boat. <laughs> Don't get me started on boats. You guys can't see Steve right now, but he is wearing an ascot <laughs> and boat loafers. <laughs> and I'm on a boat. <laughs> and- Fine. And he's on a boat. And he's on a boat smoking a pipe. But aside Steve, from that, Steve, the yacht guy, schlocker. <laughs> Can you imagine? Take a moment to feel sympathy for if I were to ever take sailing lessons, the oh person having God. to teach me. Because <laughs> I'd go in thinking that my like lack of experience and my refusal to get better was charming. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, I need to tie a knot. I don't want to. Stop telling me stories about your improv shows and tie the fucking knot. <laughs> and then I get mad. There's so many different ways to tie rope. And Oh, that makes me mad. That makes oh. me mad. So I'm like, why, why can't you just figure out one good knot? And, Thank you know, you. And, and yeah, and the sailors... Don't think much of that. They don't think much of my opinions on, on that. I was like, well, whatever. I think this is stupid. Like, and everything you do on a boat takes three times as long. So like, much effort. It's just constantly scrubbing stuff. You're like, oh man, I want to live the dream of just scrubbing fiberglass as I glide three times slower than a plane across the world. Yeah. And when this you- is really cool. My heart goes out. I was just reading an article about 15 times slower. There are, there's like people who like travel around the world and boat and stuff like that. Maybe one day I'll be one. Uh, Oh, really? Uh, Cause people, um, is he able, some people are like done with their around the world, but now they have nowhere to go. So now imagine like, now imagine what they have to do is sit in the middle of the ocean and rinse off their boat every goddamn day from the salt oh, like air. The, the ones that are just trapped, like yeah. can't go anywhere. Yes, he's like stuck in all... I talked to him actually... I talked to him because he he's sailing with his dad who he doesn't get along with. God. <laughs> and, oh, and it's oh, no. like... And, they're, and they got stuck in just Australia. They're just stuck in Australia hanging out there. And they just had to quarantine on the side just waiting waiting for that to go along but yeah basically that's it they're just and and they're expensive to park and also i was giving them too much credit on how fast they were going i said three times slower than a plane which was ridiculous then i said 50 times slower i'm gonna go 300 times slower than a plane i mean what the hell's happening with these boats <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is and you're just you're cleaning inside you're cleaning outside and you're and and oh like one time we had to take the trash out and it was like it took 45 minutes and I was like, this is the stupidest. This is the dumbest thing I've it ever is. experienced. I watch, <laughs> I watch below deck and all they are ever doing is fighting with each other or, or cleaning the boat. Oh my God. That's it. That's the sub. That is what you do on a boat because that is exactly what ha- I sailed with him for a couple of days. And I like, uh, all that happened was I cleaned a lot and I got in a fight with his dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's boating. That's that's boating for you. That's boating, baby. Um. (laughs) Anyway, back to (laughs) languages. Yeah, sail sailing our way back to the topic. (laughs) Hardboard off to starboard. (laughs) So, uh, so we've got uh, Indo-European and uh, Proto. Uh, shoot, what is it? Pro (laughs) Indo-Proto. 
I'm fucking it up, but uh, you, you, a Proto-Indo-European. Uh, and that's, that's one of the main, uh, yes, th- th- that's then, like, there's three main language families. So there's pro there's like Indo-European that's, it, it includes English. There's, uh, Sino-Tibetan. So that's got like Chinese and then right. there's Afro-Asiatic, which has Arabic. Okay. So. Uh, what do, where do we put Semitic languages that were spoken by the Babylonians, the Assyrians, the Hebrews, the Phoenicians? Does that fall under the, they, um, they were, cause they were third. in the cradle of civilization there's that's actually like the one place where a bunch of stuff crossed over if i'm not mistaken um so there's so i think uh i believe that you have uh i i know that because because that's the thing is like proto-indo-european is the mother language of persian but not arabic and those were around the same area you know what i'm saying so it's like there's there was a real mix happening uh there and so you have, I mean, like there's, and, and again, they're like constantly finding more and more. So I'm just going to spout off cool facts I know <laughs> about them because, because it's really complex. Like, I feel like it's uh, the, th- the, the problem with having a hobby in linguistics is that the more you pull back, the more you find out that is like, it just becomes more complex. The further it's like watching, it I'm rewatching Lost. That's how you're describing exactly what rewatching Lost is. There you it go. Just gets, every time you think you've uncovered something, it comes with 12 more things that you need to. A hundred percent. Exactly. And then, cause also we're not even talking about, we're not even, t- these are old world languages is what we're talking about. We're not even including new world stuff. This right. is because these have been the most studied, but there's so much more to it. So so I'm kind of like, I'm just kind of going with the hits. Yeah. <laughs> um, the yeah, give us the top 40, but you know. The top yeah. 40. I'm gonna, what I'm are gonna, the kids yeah. talking about? <laughs> <laughs> the billboard <laughs> charts of languages. Well, because then you have, so underneath the, the Indo-European version, you've got Romance and Germanic. So then Romance is the Western Europe stuff, which is uh, French, Italian, Spanish, Portuguese, mm-hmm. which is why you were able to communicate with those folks, uh, even though you don't speak Portuguese because they're pretty related. And then you've got Germanic, which is English, Dutch, Flemish, German, Norwegian, Danish, Swedish, and Icelandic. And Uh, and Norwegian, and some of those, I mean, honestly, you could say that, and this is, this is, so now I'm kind of folding in because I ask people about this. So uh, one of my closest friends is Norwegian, and she says that, so basically we, we met up in Iceland a couple of years ago and she could read everything, even though Icelandic and Norwegian are different languages. They're, they're close enough that she could basically, she could read the language. She just probably could like she, and she could understand bits and pieces mm-hmm. uh, when spoken. So she was close. And then she said, uh, Swedish is just uh, Swedish and Norwegian are just dialects. They're not even like they, they're not even really their own language. She said, Wow. Ooh, this yeah. feels like fighting words for who knows know, what's going I'm on. Putting it, I'm putting it on her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that somebody, somebody's going to hear that and go, "That's not true." But I believe it because I feel like um, if the languages share that much, you know, it's the same way that like English just in America is so different when you talk to somebody on the West Coast versus the South versus you know the New York accent, or, right? 
That yeah. also terrible. Sorry, everybody. So Afro, uh, I'm and, walking and the, here. By yeah. the way, I checked. Meredith, I'm walking here. I'm here. I'm walking here. I, I checked myself, by the way, before I declared this, but uh, I because I thought it was true, but I want to make sure that Afro-Asiatic is the mother language of Semitic languages as well. So oh, okay. So it goes Afro- and then under that is Semitic, and then from there this, the dis- diaspora dispersion. Yeah, it goes cra- because languages are constantly evolving, which is why uh, you know it's like there's so many. You know, they say that there's like thousands of languages dying a year, sort of thing, because mm-hmm. they get they evolve and then they die. And if you and you can look no further than like look at English and how much it's changed even since reading like since you read Shakespeare and you're like, oh, I gotta get, you have to get, remember yeah, the Folgers, what? remember the Folgers Shakespeare thing where you read those in class and then they have on the left side, like basically the interpretation yeah. in yes. regular English. And it's like, so when people are being dicks about, eh, you gotta speak English, you gotta speak English. They're really being an asshole for absolutely no reason because our language is so young, especially compared to some of these other ones that it is constantly shifting. They can't, I mean, we just got, we, we just got, uh, they're still fighting about the Oxford, Oxford comma and that sort of thing. And as long as you're not, like if you can communicate it, like pigeon is, it should be plenty. Because also if you're going to another country and you're speaking their language, you're not going to get everything right. And they're still going to be able to like bridge the gap and help you and, you know, and talk to you. So it's, it's really stupid to try to like come down with on people about English when it's constantly changing, right? Um, particularly like pronouns and stuff like that, that people are asking, acting like this is some sort of explosive new, like, how am I supposed to fucking do that? They, them, it's like, look, English, <laughs> English didn't exist. Like, about you know 1500 years ago in at all <laughs> like it just didn't right and and so you know the fact that you had to th- you know figure out a different pronoun like you can get over it <laughs> yeah i'm thinking back to you you bring up a good point obviously with shakespearean english but then even before that uh, chaucer like i had to yeah. i remember having to memorize middle english for mm-hmm. for a uh 10th grade english project and realizing the connection between like oh that's april that's the word for april but then the rest of it just having to like dig into and be like the fuck yeah that's supposed to be wind what that's not wind this is a totally different word wind what swivy yeah yeah the drought of March had to pass it to the root or something. And it's basically yeah. saying, it's, it's, it's a whole paragraph that's basically like, so spring happens and then people want to go out and then they go travel and then that's where our story starts. And I'm like, why didn't you just say that? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, so it's, but you had all these new words that you could play with. So I get him being like, you know what? Let me take these new words for a spin. Yeah, We've exactly. had them around for 300 years. I mean, Shakespeare invented a ton of words. He invented eyeball. Eyeball was invented by Shakespeare. Wow. <laughs> yeah. He also, it. catch a cold, I think, is a Shakespeare term. Oh. The idea, like, to catch a cold wasn't a phrase that existed until then. There's a few others, I forget. Yeah, it's really, yeah, he's done, he, he coined a ton 
of of words. Uh, Did he coin on fleek? Was that Shakespeare or no? Um, yeah, that was that was li- that was little Shakespeare. Uh, little Shakespeare. <laughs> little, little Shakespeare. <laughs> no, but here's, a, here's an interesting thing. So the woman who did um, coin the term on fleek. Like that's a brand new thing that she came up with, uh, whose name wow. escapes me. I'm I'm going to look it up real quick because she deserves credit. So the woman who developed on fleek, this just like came about, um, and she she types it out, and then suddenly it disseminates and becomes the slang to use. Uh, exactly, Kayla Newman. Kayla Newman. Uh, um, oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, it, it moves she, so fast because it we happened write. in 2014. 2015 was all about on fleek. By 2016, it was not cool at all to say on fleek. The fact that I've said on fleek this many times, like in this, trying yeah, to explain your it. Your stock is seriously dropping. Yeah. No. I'm, <laughs> I'm so fucked in my social circle. <laughs> I'm I've said on fleek so much. But like <laughs> just even that or something, the idea of using that as slang came and went so fast and yet yeah. we have all this documentation of it we have all these videos of it but like that's not something that's necessarily going to i mean in a way i wanted it i want it to um uh stick around just because Good. i love the idea that a 17 year old invented a term that became huge uh it should go in the dictionary but at the same time let's say it does and then she's credited and then you go from there like how is that going to evolve? Like what other words have evolved mm-hmm. that may have been the on fleek, but if the 15th century or the 10th century exactly. or even before that. Yeah, what was the occur of 1492? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For real though, but they, and then we test them out. We take them for, we take them for a spin and then we decide whether they're, the, whether they're worth like blending into the lexicon or not, but but like all language stuff is it's fu- so here's here's one to smoke pot and think about. <laughs> like, okay, fine. Uh, languages go the way that languages move is in this exact same way as something goes viral. It's the exact. It just moves on the exact same structure where it's like one person passes along to a person that's kind of a tastemaker and da da da, yeah. and then it's like oh, and that feels good, and it just passes along and it moves in terms of the way it moves though through society. Like you can map it and it looks just the same. That which is makes super weird. That makes me think of um, over the past few years how many times I've had friends and I use it too, but one hundred percent as agreement. Like yeah. I, nobody was saying that in high school or like in nope. 2010, but now everybody, Oh, hundred percent. I love that. hundred percent. Hey, are you coming to my show? hundred percent. Like it's everywhere. Yeah. yeah it's super weird. And it, these things and they just permeate and they get out and then that's how it's, I mean, uh, you think about, um, selfie selfie is now an official word right. uh, that is in the, so that, that made it, uh, it as is bootylicious. Bootylicious. <laughs> yum, it's yum. In the dictionary, I believe. Is it, is it? I, believe I, it. I, I want to say it was added into Webster's Dictionary. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure bootylicious is a word that got added sometime in the mid-late O's. Got it. Got it. Um, yeah. Uh, in, in thinking about these kinds of words, what are your favorite language connections, Haley? Like, what are your favorite words in other languages that kind of have the same connective ooh. tissue or borrowed phrases, for example, of something... Uh, works in Spanish that also maybe means something else in another language or like when uh, like one of my favorite things to do is if I listen to my dad speak rapid fire Arabic and then you just hear an English word that has stuck 
Oh yeah, absolutely. They did. Uh, uh, oh, I do love how um, in Spanish, or at least in Chilean Spanish. So you know, nobody that's in certain areas fault me. But they they do say meme, but they pronounce it precisely how it would be pronounced in Spanish. So it's meme. That's cute. <laughs> Which I think is adorable. I like meme. Meme. Yeah. I think it's great. I love it. And I mean, because we do the same thing. We we just butcher whatever the heck we import. I mean, especially like any, I mean, since I'm a huge Godzilla fan, there's tons of, there's tons of like Japanese words. And, and I mean, you know, we say Mothra, it's Mosura, you know, it's like not that. And I finally got that right the first time, like this past year. Um, So yeah, I love, I love Meme. I love, um, uh, I, I really love a, there's a Dutch word that, is I have noticed has started to be catch on just a little bit. Um, and it means because it's like their version of chill or cozy, but it's like mm. kind of its own blend of the two where it's like chill and cozy. And it's gezellig. 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 It gotta be the first. Gezellig. 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 It gotta be the first. I think I would know this with the mm. Arabic lesson. Yeah, yeah, it's that same. It's that same part of your. It's the same part of your throat. Uh, so, why I not love just? That. Why not just? Cho- chosy. Yeah, <laughs> or chosy. All right, chosy and the pussycats. That's what I was Steve, I actually really like Chosy. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. Like, Chosy is nice because I really love I the word. I do like Heike. Chosy. I love Heike as a word that's been adopted to, you know, mm-hmm. the, the cozy thing in Scandinavian culture. And, like, I, I love the idea of Chosy as the American version of it because it's just lazy enough, but also not, like, trying to... Chosy. I love it. I'm into it. And, like, they... And the interesting thing about... With, with Dutch, too, is, like, they... Um, they also put... They put their verb uh, at the end of the sentence. And... Oh, okay. uh, And so... And Japanese does the same. So... Uh, that that actually, when I've started to take my my wee little Japanese courses, and I, I watch uh, <laughs> I watch this YouTube series made for kids uh, about Godzilla of, of puppets called Gojiban, and <laughs> and I because it's nice and simple Japanese. But yeah, they put the verb at the end, so actually that's been kind of an easier. I mean, like they'll put the first it, it like. Dutch speakers will know what I mean, where there's like sometimes where it's like, it, you'd say your second, um, like I, I have gone to, uh, I have gone to the house. Okay. So you would say like, ik heb nart house gegaan. So that would be right. Yeah. Um, so that like, I went to the house, like you, I, I have been to the house. You do your first, uh, your first verb is close to the to the subject me, and then your second verb sits at the end of the sentence. Okay, like it just it moves, it goes right. to the very end. So instead of we would say like I have gone to the house, you put it all together. They separate it out, um, and 
I'm sure that I, I may have butchered that again, but I, I've already excused myself with pigeon language. So, um, <laughs> so it's really interesting, but then, so, so they, but they are completely divergent and Japanese and Korean don't even have the same base as Chinese. They do not, they have their own separate base as languages. I know um, Korean, that alphabet was like, it's considered one of the most quote, uh, and this isn't the best word for it maybe, but like pure alphabets, meaning that it's not, evolving so much it was like really actually created that's what i heard i i heard that too i heard that too and japanese and they they japanese and korean have their own root which is completely separate from so a lot of people will say that you know because they're using characters or whatever that chinese and japanese and korean all have the same root but they actually don't uh and then but another but an interesting thing about that is that because uh you know because of you know Buddhism coming over and uh, in, from China to Japan and and you know all the cultural exchange that happened, uh, you know Japanese kanji is uh, their Chinese pictographs, right? Mm-hmm. So it, um, now my sister-in-law told me about how she she said like if a Chinese person is speaking to a Japanese person and vice versa, they have no fucking clue what the other person's saying, but if they see, if you write it, they will, you can actually really understand even, and, and you know how complex each of these languages are. And again, they don't have the same root, but because the kanji is borrowed from the Chinese pictographs, if you write it, you can understand a Chinese, a Japanese person can understand a Chinese person and vice versa. So she wow. works with a Chinese girl because she works in like uh, shipping for like one of the big companies that like you know when you move across the world like they do those big shipping containers yes and uh she works with a chinese girl and sometimes they'll they you know they're working in english but sometimes they'll hit a point where it's like i don't really understand what you're saying you don't understand what i'm saying and they'll they'll just be like oh just write it write it and then they write it and they're like oh okay i see what you're saying so it's very it's it's super interesting that it has like that little link and then they can get across so they can read each other's languages a lot not all but they, uh, but then speaking it a completely different game because I mean you know Japanese isn't even tonal and Chinese is right. There's four tones in Chinese. I think and, it's five. Five. Oh, isn't oh it? you're mm, yeah. I forget. It's either four or five. Uh, but I remember I I dated somebody's Chinese uh, years and years ago, and as they tried to explain it, it's basically like the same character with slightly different inflections can basically ma, ma. mean yeah yeah ma, can mean ma ma ma. ma. Yeah, it can yeah. mean very, very, very different things. It can go from thank you to piss, or uh, which is like maybe the most common one, something like shishi versus shishi, but it's the exact same words and spelling but with slightly different accent marks or, you know, different uh, tonal marks. Right. Tonal, tonal well, things. I'm fucking this up. I apologize I think- to Chinese speakers. <laughs> Ma can but, be ma yeah. ma can be like mother and horse depending on how you, so you have to be real careful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you have to be so careful it, in a way where when people complain about English being a hard language to learn, I kind of laugh because I I remember this and I'm like, well, let's just say if you say father, everybody knows you mean father. I, well, I get. I mean, there's various versions. So you know what? I'm wrong because then you could mean a priest, right, Steve? Isn't that exactly. a Catholic thing? Yes, yes. Catholic thank thing. you. Yeah. By the by the way, I checked my Dutch and I was right. Hell yeah! It had nard house. I think I said the house, which was which was pigeony of me. Nah, the house. It's what? Yeah. The house. Head house. The house keys keys motherfucker. The house keys keys. 
Steve, do you have favorite <laughs> language connectors? Because one of my favorites is the fact that discotheque is kind of the same in every language, but with various accents. Like the phrase disco has carried globally so that no matter what language you're learning, particularly if you find a language book published between, oh, 1975 to 1988, at some point they're going to say, do you want to go to the club? And they say, you know, blah, blah, oh. blah, discotheque. Mm -hmm. Discotheque? Yeah. I, I always love that. That's always like the first... I, I love that about uh, other language books because it's always like... I, I was thinking about this the other day is that they always make sure early on you know discotheque and that you know what clown is. Yeah. And yes. another, like, what mm -hmm. the fuck is that? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Duolingo. Like, I make sure I know payaso. Yeah. For, like, in just in case I see a clown. <laughs> like, what's, what's the weirdest, what's the weirdest word or phrase that you were taught early on in learning language? Because I've got one, but I want to hear your guys's first. I, I might need a moment to think about it, but, but real fast, before I launch you on yours, I want to say that I actually reversed my thing. I was correct because I said to house. <laughs> and so I did say I went home. So there we go. I was doubting myself. I feel better. I've come back Don't around. Don't doubt yourself. Vote for yourself. Oh my God, I have to or vote for myself. Or you'll yeah. forget. Like, You're going to lose the runoff. You guys helped me learn this lesson about confidence today. Holy shit. Okay, uh, wait, so Nadia, what's, your, what's yours? So mine is in uh, college, I wanted to learn Italian uh, unlike Steve, apparently, with his uh, failed Duolingo. Don't but, need it. Duolingo, but um, this classes ran out. So instead I went, well, what's the exact opposite of the sexiest language? And that's the unsexiest language, which is German. So I took it <laughs> because I had heard that it was uh, similar to English, and now I know because they're under the Germanic umbrella, which is under a bigger umbrella. But we're, this is like chapter three, right? So this is that part where you're sort of learning you're still learning real basics. So this mm -hmm. chapter was all about, I can, I should, oh, I yeah, yeah. would, I must. So all the other sentences were things like, I can <coughs> have apples. I should go to the store. Then it gets to this, and I've memorized the sentence because it was so weird. Dann müssen wir ein Hunterschlossen besuchen which means then we probably have to visit at least 100 castles. <laughs> <laughs> That's really And funny. I remember looking at it just being like, okay, let's break this down. First off, whoever they're talking to asked a question that prompted the answer, then we probably, probably, like not even <laughs> assuredly, probably have to visit at least minimum that's the starting Minimum number. 100. 100, 100 <laughs> castles. Not castle ruins, not fortresses, not old mansions. 100 castles. It's the That's weirdest fucking sentence so I've funny. ever seen in German, and I love it. Have you? Did you ever run into that studying French or anything, Steve? Just the things that Duolingo has had me say, like, the woman cannot eat ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what Duolingo has you say some weird ass fucking sentences. What is yeah. that about? Why why is the owl why is the owl pimping us like this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's because it's dumb. My dumb owl keeps making me say Judy has a garage. I'm like, what am I gonna <laughs> say that in Egypt? When I meet my relatives, am I gonna be like, Oh, you have a garage? And Did everyone's you... gonna be so amazed. <laughs> Did you hear her cousin Judy has a garage? <laughs> Why didn't she come? Why'd you come? 
<laughs> Where's your garage, bitch? <laughs> Did you know that the word for, isn't the word for money in Arabic dinar? Uh, that's, you're thinking of Iraqi dollars. I know that, that or Iraqi money is. I mean, it may have been dinar. a root, uh, an old, like an older root one, but like uh, dinero, money in Spanish, comes from the Arabic for money. Because that of, makes sense. Because, yeah, because Spain was. Right. Spain was where every religion wanted to be for a while. It was it was the hot <laughs> shit for a second there. It was. So it absorbed. Um, so, so there's a word that that moved over. That's another word that moved over. Uh, speaking of like learning other languages, because we're talking about that dumb Alan Duolingo, or well, I don't know if he's dumb, but he might be. He might be just normal. Anyway. I've come around. I've come around. I don't think that Duolingo Owl is so dumb anymore. I still think it loves Instagram influencers in a way that makes me think it's dumb. So how would you how would you learn another language now, today, in this economy? In this economy? That's Whoa. Good luck. I know. <laughs> I think it's important. We are a global society at this point. We've become very glo- globalized and the international community is greater than ever. There's too many of us. We're all, well, I mean, at one point we were all traveling everywhere all the time but like yeah, international travel had yeah, while, while it lasted it was great it exploded <laughs> and the fact of the matter is if you are an american you are probably only speaking english right uh if not always not always that's not entirely true let me back up there um there's a greater chance that if you're american you're probably speaking english as a primary language and you're you might also be an asshole about it. If you're yes. not one of those people, you might be interested in learning another language. Yes. But it seems like Rosetta Stone, which is kind of a gold standard, has been around forever. I'm like, is it any good? Do we just go with Duolingo? Is the best way to just listen to a bunch of television and movies in other languages? How would you yeah. recommend it? I think, I mean, I think the co- the combination is the best. I mean, obviously your best choice is immersion. and And I think like, if you do get the chance to go live in another country or something, I mean, like my recommendation is of course to immerse yourself as much as possible and just to try because I, that was why I, I mean, after doing boom, like I learned a decent amount of Dutch for the time that I was there comparatively. And it was because I made, I made a lot of uh, friends there and I made my, my roommate was the, this Norwegian girl I mentioned, but she spoke Dutch fluently cause she had gone to college there. So I'd go out with her and her friends and I would just try, I would just try. And like, that's the thing is I started with a workbook and then I would, and then I would try. And the hard part with Dutch, for example, is that they'll switch to English really fast because they all speak perfect English. But you can you can go to like they have their street markets where it's like their fresh, you know, their farmers markets basically. Those people are coming from the countryside. They don't speak English. And so you can really practice with them. And so I think that the biggest thing is yeah, obviously if you can't immerse yourself if you're in lockdown and you're just dealing with what you've got. I mean, Duolingo, I think, is actually I have been pretty impressed seeing. I, I, some people have asked me about it with when they're learning Spanish and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I think it's pretty good. Actually. I think, uh, doing a combination of a course or a workbook or, you know, really finding what works for you. And then also watching TV in the other language and you can do the subtitles in English, or you can do English TV with subtitles in another language. Because once you figure out, like, for example, if you're just learning Spanish right now, 
and you decide, okay, I, I just put the closed captioning on, on your next Netflix show in Spanish because Spanish sounds don't change. All the vowel, the vowel sounds in Spanish are always I, A, E, O, U. They don't shift. They don't like, you don't have the problem with English where it's like enough through, you know, it's all that. So if you know how to pronounce it. Beautiful. Yeah. It's be like the hardest word to learn if you don't know English. Beautiful. What the uh, fuck? Jim Carrey, explain it to us in Bruce Almighty. B-E-A-utiful. Beautiful. So exactly. But it's like, if you put it on, if you put subtitles on, in the other language you're obviously enjoying your show but then you you can dip down and see it and see like oh okay that word is you know that must be the word for hat that must be that you know and you can always check yourself but that's a really good way to do it because you're tying it in with emotions and i think that's the best way to really learn is not to to try to rote memorize and then go out and try it and just see if you if if you're able to like just try because if you fuck up, you'll still get good stories out of it. Like one time when I had been in Madrid for like a week, I fell down the stairs going into the subway and these ladies helped me stand up and they said, are you okay? You know, ¿Estás bien? ¿Estás bien? And I said, oh, no, no, yeah, estoy bien, estoy bien, estoy bien. Y solo un poquito embarazada. And they, and they all started gasping and freaking out. And I was like, no, I just, I'm just, I'm just a little embarrassed. I'm just a little embarrassed. I didn't realize I had said, I'm just a little pregnant. <laughs> I fell down the stairs and said, I'm okay. I'm just a little pregnant. <laughs> just a little pregnant. <laughs> These ladies were like, oh my God, I got to take you to the No, it's fine. I'm only a little pregnant. <laughs> ladies, calm down. It's ladies. not pregnant yet. It's a very little. I'm not big pregnant. Just a little. <laughs> little pregnant or little pregnant? <laughs> little pregnant. <laughs> oh, Lil's my mother. <laughs> Haley Mancini, thank you so much for coming on. Why do you know that? Woo! Thanks, everybody. Uh, 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 anything that you would like to plug at this time? Oh, uh, watch Last Kids on Earth. It's on Netflix. It's doing really well. It's the second yeah. season. Binge and it, you guys. You're home. You're yes. home. If you we have get, kids, turn it on. I'm sure they're going to love it. And apparently, even if you don't have kids, because there's a lot of adults that are tweeting about it, I guess, that are really liking the show. So check it out. I'm check, an adult that's who loves me. cartoons. You know what? We... And we all, all adults, adults love cartoons. I don't know why America's weird about this. Everybody yeah. in every other country is like, oh, yeah, cartoons are awesome. Yeah. I don't so, get it either. Yeah. It's a very like, oh, that's for children. I'm like, no, it's not. It's for everyone. It's for yeah. everyone. Um, and, uh, yeah. Oh, and uh, follow me on Twitter at Haley Mancini. H-A-L-E-Y-M-A-N-C-I-N-I. I was and listen to Godzilla vs. Podcast here. There you go. There all it right. is. There it is. Well, there they all are. I yeah. guess I will uh, I'll employ some of the many languages I know as we end this episode, and I will say, fiend. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, tell everyone you know every way you know how. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review, and be sure to go back and listen to our older episodes if you missed them. We talked about some weird stuff. 
And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Why Do You Know That Pod or on Twitter at Why Do You Know Pod. They're different. And if you've got questions, comments, concerns, whatever, be sure to email us at Why Do You Know That Pod at gmail.com. Let's do this again sometime. Uh-huh.